Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Well, we know the disappointment we all felt on Monday with the news came from the L.A. County Registrar Voters Office that uh, not enough signatures qualified to put a recall of the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon on the ballot. Will there be a third effort? We don't know yet. What are the organizers doing to challenge the rejection of this effort? We don't know that either. But anyway, this gave the opportunity for uh, the mealy mouth George Gascon to make a couple of media appearances He started out on Twitter, and of course, he likes to tell people that this was nothing more than this uh, power grab by right wing. It's the usual nonsense that he... But he threw in a new one, which we're going to talk about with John Hatami, the L.A. County Deputy DA who's been in our show many times. matter of fact, I think he was our first guest to speak publicly against his boss, George Gascon. Now there's been a number of deputy DAs on the show since then, but... He told Fox 11 that even though nearly 98% of the L.A. County deputy DAs were in favor of the recall, he said a lot of them were badgered and bullied. So let's get John Hatami on to respond to this, uh, the deputy DA. John, welcome back. How are you? Good, good, John and Ken. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you heard uh, Gascon claim that all 98% of you were bullied into uh, voting uh, against him in that uh, deputy DA poll? You know, what he said was completely false. 
Um, you know, I think most people know George Gascon now. He, he likes to gaslight. He likes to lie. He likes to deflect from the fact that his dangerous and radical policies have made all of us less safe. So when we took that vote, uh, that vote was done over the Internet. Uh, I actually did it on my phone uh, at home. Um, you had multiple days to do it, um, and it was done confidentially. So there would be no way to bully or badger anyone. You wouldn't know who voted or who didn't vote. They could have voted anywhere, um, and it was confidential. So you have somebody who's the elected district attorney of Los Angeles completely lie on television, and the reason is he's embarrassed. Um, he's a narcissist, so he can't handle the fact that people actually don't like him. And the problem is, is he implemented dangerous and rogue policies on day one, and all the deputy district attorneys, except I think five of them, you know, all but five, uh, knew that what he was going to do was going to make everybody here less safe. And that's exactly what happened. He endangered so many lives uh, with all of his policies. You know, I want you guys to think about something. On day one, George Gascon, a person who had eight years as a San Francisco district attorney, 30 years as the LAPD police officer, two stints as a police chief, both in Arizona and in San Francisco. He eradicated hate crimes here in Los Angeles. He just got rid of hate crimes. What kind of a horrible human being would do that? And so all the district attorneys, all the deputy DAs knew he was a horrible individual, and we voted that way. In addition to that, many of us um, understand what it means to lead by example. And somebody who's never tried one case, who's never walked into court once, who's never fought for a child or somebody who was sexually assaulted or somebody who is killed, that person wants to lead us, but that person needs to come into the office and actually interact with his employees. And he failed to do that. He just came into the office and pretty much was an empty mouthpiece. That's pretty much what he is. He's an empty mouthpiece who runs around doing um, you know, media hits uh, and press conferences when he has absolutely no idea how to do his job. You know, it's interesting. You brought up that he does not want to prosecute hate crimes. And he doesn't want to pr prosecute gun crimes either. It, it, it doesn't matter if the crime is something that perhaps a more conservative person would like to see prosecuted or a progressive person. He just doesn't want to prosecute any crime, no matter where it comes from. Yeah, you know, he, you're exactly right. I mean, when he came into office, he wouldn't allow us to charge the gun allegation on any case uh, at all. Um, he only started buckling when the media started pressuring him. Um, he doesn't care about anybody or the safety of anyone. He still won't allow any, any uh, deputy district attorney to go to a parole hearing at all. Um, he got rid of the gang allegation, has never brought that back. We haven't charged a, a gang crime in, I think, about 20 months. So that hasn't been brought back. He got rid of all the strike allegations. Um, and so, you know, he had to bring those back because he sued him. Uh, and we won. Um, and so pretty much George Gaston does not care about the safety of anyone. His main job is prosecuting crime and protecting the public, but he doesn't do that at all. Um, he cares more about people who are in custody, more about people who are committing crimes than he does about the average citizen and resident of Los Angeles County. We're in this weird space because we know there's a tremendous amount of animosity towards Gascon. If this actually went up for a countywide vote, there, there'd be millions of people who'd want him out. Uh, but the, the arbitrary number that was set by laws, we had to get 566,000 or so. 
we got 520,000. So we missed that that goal that the law requires. Why do you think it was missed? What do you think went wrong in this process to recall him? Because certainly the energy and the numbers of people, they're out there. They exist. Why didn't they get you know, enough of people on paper here? So I know the two of you are really knowledgeable about recalls because you were actively involved in the Newsom recall. And, you know, recalls are difficult and, and they require a lot of energy and a lot of work. And, you know, just look at the vote we just had uh, in June, 29 percent of the people voted. So 70 percent stayed home. So actually, and, and that was everyone who was sent an actual ballot to their home. 70, over 70 percent didn't even fill it out. Um, for recalls, you have to get out there. You have to, you know, interact with individuals. You have to talk to them. You have to get them to sign um, a form. Um, and, and, it, and it requires a lot of work. And it goes really fast. Um, you know, you, you have a short amount of time to do it. So I don't want the victims and the family members to feel like they failed. I don't want the residents of Los Angeles to feel like they failed. Um, we've tried twice now. Um, both times we came up short. Um, but that doesn't mean that most people don't uh, uh, dislike George Gascon. He has a 29 percent approval rating. Thirty seven cities representing 2.2 million people have voted no confidence in him. Almost 98 DA, deputy DAs have voted to recall him. And so, you know, we just didn't make it. And sometimes things don't always go the way you want them to go. But that doesn't mean we give up. That doesn't mean we stop fighting. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop protecting you, protecting all the children here in Los Angeles, and still fighting for those victims and those family members who feel abandoned. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, John. I just know that sometimes... Um, things just don't go the way you want them to go. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to quit. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop fighting. I went back to work the next day, and I know these families are depending on many of us to stand up and be their voice and fight for them. And I'm going to continue to do that. George Gascon is just a politician. Politicians come and go. The deputy district attorneys who work in our office, in my office, are here to stay. We are going to keep fighting we will weather through this, and, and we will get past it. George Gaston's days are numbered, and 2024 is just around the corner. Are you worried about even being more of a target for retaliation? 100%. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I, I've been trying to get promoted for the last two and a half years. I don't think that's ever going to happen, uh, at least not now. Um, I get a lot of my cases taken away. Um, you know, my life has sort of been a living hell, especially at work. It's difficult. Um, you know, you know, you know, that first week, George Gaston called me unfit and delusional and announced that he was going to discipline me. And so it's been it's been difficult uh, ever since. But I didn't take the job for money. And, you know, I, I took it to do the right thing. I'm going to continue to do that. It's an uncomfortable situation there. But you know what? George Gaston is going to have to drag me out of that building, uh, kicking and fighting to kick me out. Um, I've been there many more years than he has. And so he's going to have a hard time getting me out of that office. I do my job. I do it well. I work hard. I just don't agree with George Gascon. I agree yeah. with the law. And now, that's really the job of the deputy district attorney. One thing you mentioned that you're right about, and probably most people don't really understand this concept, but he is a narcissist and narcissists are incapable of processing criticism. It, it, it simply doesn't. 
It, it, it doesn't compute exactly. to them. So they, they come up with exactly. all sorts of – they have no introspection into what they've done. They don't take any responsibility. There's no remorse. They simply accuse everybody else, blame everybody else, deflect on everyone else. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's the way their brains are wired. I mean, like you said, um, when you know his, his announcement was that this was a political power grab. And so he can't even sit back and self-reflect and say, listen – you know, 37 cities have voted no confidence in me. Almost every DA but five disagrees with me. Um, you know, there's been two recalls against me. Um, so many victims and survivors are struggling, struggling and suffering because of my policies and directives. You know, maybe these people have sincere differences. Maybe I, I, I need to stop calling them names and making this a political issue and actually talk to them like they're human beings and understand that people who get raped sexually assaulted, murdered, uh, robbed, attacked, beaten. These are real people, and these are real lives, and they deserve a district attorney to stand up and fight for them. But we have a narcissist uh, in office, somebody who only cares about himself, somebody who hires public defenders from outside the office and then promotes them, somebody who only believes that, that criminals are victims and real victims aren't victims, somebody who believes that his political beliefs and ideology are more important than the law that the people actually voted on. All right, Donna, Tommy, thanks for talking to us. We appreciate it. No, thank you so much. All right, that's another one of the dedicated deputy DAs in the L.A. County DA's office who, of course, from day one, and the directives of George Gascon have been fighting the good fight and trying to carry out justice as they have seen it fit for many years under previous DAs. That's John Hatami. More coming up. John and Ken Chuck. Well, you got to appreciate guys like John and Tommy in the L.A. County DA's office and just hope they keep their uh, their self-focused on trying to carry out whatever justice they can and well, getting around his directives. We are going to keep exposing every horrible, dangerous thing he does, every lie, every yeah. criminal who's not prosecuted, everyone who comes out early. We're going to make sure we know the backgrounds of all the killers who... Uh, murder citizens or murder policemen and tie all the stuff that uh, Gascona has caused right back to him. I mean, he, he should be out of office. He should be forced to resign. Sadly, but, the stories are going to continue for another two and a half years. I, I don't think there's a third recall attempt coming. I can't imagine that considering how much this cost and the exhaustive fundraising involved. So we have to put up with this until there's another vote in November of 2024. That's, that's the sad news, but... <clears throat> You're right. We're going to continue to expose He's uh, worst. all of the injustices He's done to people, victims, families. He's one of the worst public officials I've ever seen in my life, and he's absolutely cold-blooded. Uh, he he has he has no conscience. He's totally self-absorbed. His his policies are just crazy. He lies about the reasons for the policies. He lies about the outcomes. I mean, this guy's a monster. We're dealing with a real life monster here. Who's and, and God, I feel for all the victims, families who've been part of the recall movement because I can't imagine how devastated they are. But uh, we're going to keep after this guy. One day he will be gone. I, you know, I was thinking about this logically today. You know, just for a moment. Are you going to interrupt me several times because I'm, I'm trying to play their part for a moment? But if you really believe that society, the U.S. society, the way it was formed, the way it is, is racist, right? And it works only for white people and people of power. You start with that. Then you get to the criminal justice system where clearly Gascon has said this enough times. He believes that uh, disproportionately people of color are imprisoned. But to, to attack this from the back end, 
to say, well, we're going to try to limit the sentences. We're going to try to get people out of jail early, as you always like to point out. But weren't the crimes still there? If the crimes were well, still committed, if you really want to change all these things, work on changing the society you think is racist that puts people in these situations where they commit these crimes. But after the crimes are committed, saying, we're not going to punish right. you very long because we think it's wrong that you were in this situation. It's not your fault, right? That's, that's why I don't believe their reasons, because it, it's easily disproved in a matter of seconds. Yeah. So there's something else, I think, more nefarious from uh, like George Soros and these other wealthy people who are financing these campaigns. There's some deeper damage they want to do because the racism just doesn't hold up, period. It just doesn't. Falls apart in, in 30 seconds. So it's not that. Some, it's something else they want to accomplish here. Chaos, you said? An overthrow of the Ch government? Ch I mean, chaos. I... Ch yeah, yeah. But, well, because they just think the whole idea of America is illegitimate. I mean, that, well, I did that, say that at the beginning. That's what I think. They yeah, do but, but it, that it started, you know, with an imperialistic takeover, which annihilated, you know, Native Americans, and, and through uh, the years, it has hurt people of color. It's, it's not that they care about the people of color or Native Americans. They, they, they just, the, the, the America, uh, the capitalism, the, the power in the world, our strong military, our freedoms, it, it, it upsets this crowd to no end. Oh, because no, they, I think you're right. They've attacked all this stuff. They've attacked, you know, the freedom of speech. We can't even talk honestly anymore. I saw another poll today about the huge percentages of people who give one answer in public and a different answer they feel privately. It's actually squelched, like, normal public conversation and even private conversation in some ways. And yeah, because one side just blows up the other side for something that they believe or say. They've decided, yeah. you can't feel that way, I'm canceling you. Right. So they want to they want to destroy lives. They're not trying to make life fair for uh, for people who are oppressed. What they want to do is destroy people who haven't done anything wrong. And so there's there's something, you know, I mean, look what Russia's government, China's government is, has done. There's no rational explanation. It's just raw power. It's it's to abuse people. It's control for the sake of control. It's it's a, it's part of human nature. It's the dark part of human nature that just is not discussed enough. And, and, and now they're on a roll here. Well, on the bright side, because this hasn't come up in well over a week, the Sixth Street Bridge in downtown L.A. seems to have calmed down. We're not hearing reports of street takeovers and police closures. And some are saying that it just fizzled out. Others are saying that the enforcement is probably working. I don't know. But at least it's gone away. The weird story that came up, though, sort of related to this, the city of Compton has had a real problem with street takeovers. If you don't know what that is, basically a mob shows up, usually organized on social media. They sort of block the intersections, and then cars do all sorts of tricks and turns and spin-outs and donuts in the intersection for a while while people whip out their phones and take the video and everybody cheers. Occasionally somebody gets hit. I know it sounds weird to most people, but this apparently has become an enjoyable pastime for many to show off their cars and their moves, right? Fast and furious kind of crap. So in Compton, they have put down <laughs> bot dots at a couple of intersections. And if you know what bot dots are, if you've ever driven on the freeway and you're sort of drifting out of lane, you sometimes might hit those big yellow plastic or whatever they're made of markers in the road. They kind of jolt your your car. Those are the bot dots. So they put them in the intersection so it's tougher to do spin outs because the tires won't really just roll over them when the car is spinning around doing donuts or whatever. 
Um, this is what it's come down to, right? We can't end this behavior, so we have to figure out ways, technologically or otherwise, to try to end people from doing this. Um, it says here, though, it says, these dots are supposed to stop the tires from spinning or burning rubber, which won't allow cars to do donuts and tear up the streets and the property surrounding it. But a couple of people have, always, have already complained that some of the bots break and then their tires have gone flat because they hit the, the, like the jarred edge of the bot dot that kind of broke off. Because sometimes they do. If you ever see them on the freeways, they sometimes kind of over time. I'm trying to the, think I've, if I've seen these. You've driven on California freeways. You've never seen the bot dots in the center there? Where, no? Where in the center? Lanes, well, oh, those, you change lanes. Those yellow circles? Lanes. Yeah, but yeah, they're, yeah, they're I, really I, hard little... I guess, yeah. I guess I just just never yeah. really noticed them. No. Yeah. If you're going slow sometimes and you're changing lanes in traffic, you can kind of feel them as you run over them and stuff like that. I've also never tried to do a straight takeover. Never burned rubber. Never tried to spin my car I like up. to see you do a donut in your SUV or your... I think that would end badly. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Flex alert. Flex alert. Power down. Power down. From four to nine. Are you uh, powered down? You have to be less angry, apparently, is what I heard. Uh, because that kind of raises I, the uh, I paid. I, I, paid my, I paid my tax money so that I can uh, have power whenever I need it. Mm, it's my attitude. Tax money? Yes, I paid lots of tax money. I paid lots of uh, money in electrical bills. So uh, they should have a system in order when I need it. Well, we talked earlier in the show, and actually yesterday, too, that Gavin Newsom wants to make sure there are not power outages in California. That would be a major political embarrassment as he still lines himself up to possibly run for president in 2024. And that's the idea behind a flex alert, because we may not have enough power on these hotter days. And that's the idea behind possibly keeping a nuclear power plant open at Diablo Canyon, and definitely the idea between behind keeping some natural gas plants. Well, isn't this simple common operating. sense? I, so, I don't understand why why is this actually an issue or a debate? It's common sense. You need X number of megawatts uh created every day. Like between 45 and uh 50 megawatts, I think. So, now we move over to the national scene where it looks like some of the same thing is going on. That inflation reduction bill that passed finally in the Senate with no Republican votes and a measure passed in the House and it was signed by Joe Biden is being touted as a climate bill called inflation reduction. But major proponents are lauding it as a real incredible step up in the battle against climate change. But, but supposedly it's upon closer look, it includes a series of provisions requiring the federal government to hold oil and gas lease sales, oil and gas lease sales, spanning millions of acres. 80 on million. federal lands and waters. 80 million, I think, in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm. And, and you know what? This is, this is why uh, Joe Manchin finally signed on to the bill. This is what he was pushing. But don't we usually hear with this story that it's fine if Biden's sells the the, the 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 leases but they often don't get implemented either because right. there's nothing there often on the particular they, right they don't get well they don't get permits right right uh, then the there's local opposition right or and a lot of these wells are dry i mean the reason you're they're, they're selling 80 million acres is 
who knows exactly where the oil What's is. What's in there, right. Yeah. And whether you can get it And out some of the oil companies say, I don't want to spend the money exploring it because it, be, it may end up a zero when I paid for the lease, so... Right, and you, you don't know if you can extract it at a profit. That's another thing. If it's too expensive to get the oil out for whatever geological reason, then it's not worth getting there. But uh, it looks like this was a way to get uh, the bill passed and why Joe Manchin was, was holding out. Um, he was demanding the uh, oil and gas leasing provisions. This is what we ought to be doing, and we ought to follow through all the way to the end. But, but so much of this bill is just hype and, and, and horse manure. Yeah. I, anyway, the, the bill would require the federal government to reinstate what they call lease sale 257, an offshore lease sale stretching across 80 million acres in the Gulf of Mexico, and to hold three other offshore leases that the Biden administration canceled in May. Includes one in the Cook Inlet of Alaska that runs across quite a few miles in that uh, in that state uh one point uh, rather acres 1.09 million acres another provision of the bill tethers new renewable energy leases to additional fossil fuel leases the interior department is prohibited from issuing wind or solar permits unless it issued an offshore oil and gas permit during the previous 120-day period this is like what newsom ran into now now the real world is taking over you, you cannot- That's right, because in the end, these guys are they're politicians. So they know you got to keep the lights on. And with, with Biden, it's the gas prices, right? Here in California, we're used to the high gas prices, unfortunately. But what we're not used to is a lot of power blackouts. That's why Newsom is nervous. With well, Biden, it is the high gas well, prices. Well, they have an election. And they have to think about something two years from now to make sure that they have some possible uh, further supply. Well, they're going to get hammered over the head. In, in campaign ads for the next two and a half months over the uh, $6 gas. And they're oh, going to they will. That's not going to change. And they're going to get they're looking forward to 24, 2024, right. when right. he may be up for election, and they want to see what they can do well, with these leases to make the more supply. If Trump ever stops babbling about the 2020 election and focusing on the high energy prices and how we went from being an energy uh, net exporter to now a net importer, uh, that we were energy independent right. up until Biden. You know, that's what will win votes. That's what he ought to be running on. So Biden's got to blunt that attack that Trump uh, or DeSantis uses. Any other Democratic candidate after uh, Biden passes away uh, is is going to get hammered over this stuff. You, you, can't, you can't run a country this way. You can't pretend to run a country w- without gas and oil trilling. You can you can talk about all your silly wind and solar and electric cars all you want. You got to have gas and oil drilling, and we have plenty of it. We have just tons and tons of it under the water, under the land. I, 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 Was this it, something that they did to get that Joe Manchin vote? Yeah, that's senator a, from West Virginia, the Democrat. It was kind of a holdout on this whole inflation reduction that's what, act. That's what made him flip. He wanted the oil and gas leasing uh, provisions, and he got them. And then he said, "Okay, I'm I'm going to sign on." Yeah, because the Fox News tried to contact a whole bunch of these uh, Congress people who hate these oil and gas leases, and they were remarkably quiet. A whole bunch of Democrats on uh, these right. committees, Energy and Commerce Committee, and and I wondered sort of like, uh, just don't say anything. We're towing the line to get Mansion aboard, That's get right. this bill passed. All right, so what? There's something in there for leases, but we love all this other stuff. 
Well, all the other stuff is hooey. I mean, I just saw a news story. Like they've got these seventy-five hundred dollar electric car credits. Yeah, subsidies. Oh, yeah, that's that was a big one. And and certain electric car models just this week, uh, I think Ford announced that the prices are going to go up six to eight thousand dollars on on some of their models. So the, the the electric cars are very expensive to manufacture, and the the um, cost is going to go up because of the supply chain issues, the lack of rare earth materials. So you, the the tax credits are going to over going to be overwhelmed by the price increases. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we got more coming up. John and Ken KFI. We're bringing the Moist Line back day after tomorrow. So a quick reminder that you can leave a message through the iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is how you talk back to the show. Or call the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, you know, you sometimes read about this in myth and legend, but uh, it happened this time. She killed him with a kiss. A Tennessee woman apparently went to visit her boyfriend, who was a prison inmate, and she kissed him. And slipped him a half an ounce of meth in a little pellet. I guess he was supposed to probably keep that pellet in his mouth until he could transfer it somewhere else and use the meth later. But it looks like he swallowed it Uh and he's dead. Oh. He's dead. It it burst open in his stomach. It did. Killed him. Overdose. Wow. Yep. Oh, I wonder what that's like. Probably not pleasant. It gets flooded with meth. What happens? I think you're completely like probably your whole body just gets wacky and starts to melt down. (laughs) Yeah, they're calling it a massive overdose. I don't know much about a half an ounce of meth, but I guess that's too much. So I guess the idea was, and I I don't know whether or not he just forgot, but he was supposed to just hold the pellet in his mouth and he gets back to his cell. Carefully take it out and use it. Not supposed to swallow it because your stomach acids will uh, yeah dissolve dis- the pellet. Yeah, it was in. Some I'm kind thinking of- it was a mistake. I don't see how he would know that he was in prison for drugs, so he probably has some Boy. familiarity with drug use. Well, this is Darwinism. <laughs> uh, they- <laughs> Good. Now he won't reproduce, and she'll go to uh, prison, and she won't reproduce. Yeah, this, she has been charged excellent. with second degree murder. Yeah. Good. Get him off. Um, Get him out of the gene pool. uh, He was serving an 11-year sentence on drug-related charges. She visited him apparently in February. I guess they're just charging her now because this story just came out. And during the visitation, they were seen kissing. Isn't it weird that that we've got so many thousands of people in prison on, on drug charges, but then there's thousands of people dying in the streets, uh, whacked out on drugs? Oh, I know. It's like it's it's like we decide some people have to go to prison, and then other people could just die in the streets. It, you're, you know, we, we get to choose. I, I don't really understand. I don't understand anything about the whole way drugs is in our society. Did you see that border story that it was in the Washington Times? The July rate of seizures of fentanyl shattered all previous records and were enough to kill every single American. They seized 2,071 pounds of fentanyl that came in from Mexico in July, 60% more than the previous record, 
and more than triple the 640 pounds that they grabbed right. in June. Right. It equals almost all of the fentanyl seized in 2019. Right. So that's and that's a fraction of what actually gets over the border. Yes. So the every thing, man, is gonna it could really swallow up a lot of people. Yeah, and it, it just takes a, a little speck of fentanyl to kill you. I just, uh, I just, I just don't, and 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 nobody tries to stop this. They, they, you know, they pass bills and they give speeches and they shake their fists, but in the end, all this stuff comes pouring over. People die here by the thousands, and uh, oh well, move on. I know. I don't get it. We just constantly move from one favorite drug to another. Fentanyl's now the new hot drug. I mean, for years it was meth, crystal meth. Because it's really cheap and really makes you feel good. Yeah, but you have to be very exact in how much you take. No. No. I don't know if they're ever going to get a handle on it. So Look at this. There's uh, San Diego has a 2,375% increase in fentanyl deaths. In five years, two thousand three hundred and seventy-five percent. I mean, it, they're they're manufacturing it faster, more efficiently, and more more cheaply than ever. Wow, crazy! Oh, we got Conway here. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Um, we have <clears throat> some breaking news. You do? Yes, David Vasse, who's with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He does the pregame, postgame show. Yes. Uh, he was invited to go down the slide in Milwaukee. That every time the Milwaukee Brewers hit a home run, that their their mascot goes down that that crazy slide. I'm sure you've I've seen, seen that. that yes. Yeah. So David Vasse goes down, and he doesn't have the padding of the mascot, and he sl- slams into the wall at the bottom, breaking his wrist and six ribs. No, really? Yeah, just video- happened. Is there video of this? There's video of it. Yes. Yeah, it's wow. going. It's, it's got millions. It's going to get trillions of hits. But it's happened before. Eric, have you seen the video? Yeah, I saw the video, and I saw Justin Turner giving him some crap yeah. about and, it, too. And you're laughing at this. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. It's terrible. Who terrible goes tragedy. down a slide and breaks their wrist? I, we got to get um, Sweet James on the phone. Because if they've yeah. greased that slide or buttered it up or whatever, yeah. like they do sometimes uh, for the opposing players, man. Brewers are deep pockets. Lawsuits. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when, when you... Um, I mean, I've seen the slide, but when you hit the bottom, where do you go? You don't go into water or anything? No, no. You hit the bottom, and there's not enough space there, so you, you, you're you on, like, a rug, and then there's a padded wall. But the uh-huh. wall, the padding on the wall is only, like, three inches thick. It doesn't oh. really do much. I and see. he slammed into it, and, man, he was in excruciating pain. What did he do wrong? I don't know. That's why we got to ask him. He's, he's coming on tonight. Oh. And so we'll have him on to uh, talk about it. Broken ribs. He's oh. coming on your show. Six fractured ribs, I think, and a Doesn't broken wrist. Is there something wrist. better to do than talk through the pain? <laughs> talk but to you? You know what? He, he, he went to the hospital. I'm sure he's on Dilaudid. You guys and, are trying to just make a big story out of this. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he's on, you know, uh, all kinds sure. of painkillers. Probably fentanyl, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably on fentanyl, that right? That could be an interesting interview then. Right? Um, but but he, he goes to the hospital, gets set, and then comes back and still does his job. He's still Interviews is interviews uh, uh, it's uh, tough. Turner right That's... before the game. Is it <laughs> Rhett Turner? Is that is that the guy's name? Rhett Turner, the the baseball. Trey Turner? No, Trey Turner. No, uh, Justin Turner. Justin. Oh, Rhett Turner. I thought it was Rhett Turner. Oh no, Rhett Turner was the uh, was the wardrobe person on the Carol Burnett show. Sorry, I mixed them up. <laughs> That's pretty close. Red turn too. <laughs> You're on fentanyl too, aren't you? That's right. <laughs> see, wow. this stuff's getting Memory around. From Fifty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Man. I can see how you could confuse the two. Sure. I, I have a feeling that's the first time Red Turner's name's been used on this station. First time I ever heard it. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Ding um, dong. Yeah.
Yeah. Anyway, we got Dave of SA coming up, and we All also right. have, uh, we have a flex alert going on. So uh, shut right. your power off, and and don't use your water, <laughs> and don't use your electricity. Welcome to California. <laughs> yeah, don't breathe. <laughs> All right, Conway. Yeah, here we go. Michael Crozier has the news. KSTHD two, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 